Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Coming to you live from Atlanta, but raised on the mean streets of Philly. You'll be able to tell quickly. Just listen. It's the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, that was nice. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. You want to see your loan options, adjust payments, and closing costs to online in real time? Rocket can. We appreciate uh, Rocket Mortgage for their fine patronage. So we had a cross wires uh, situation happen. Just technically taking you behind the scenes. So in the middle of hearing David Sampson tell me why he thinks nobody is going to probably knock off the Dodgers, all of a sudden I get like a public affairs show in my ear coming out of New York. So David Sampson kind enough to join me so I can at least hear his answers as he, you know, as we end this thing and then move on. David, I appreciate it. Sorry about that. Happening no to pro- you there last time. No I think I gave my answers to WFAN. Yeah, you think you did. Well, that's good then. You you got some good pub there too. So tell me, I mean, honestly, do you think if nobody's gonna if nobody's gonna beat the Dodgers, is there a team out there that can beat the Dodgers from the American League side? Well, what I was saying was is that I don't think I think it's gonna be very hard to beat the Dodgers four out of seven times. The best chance to get them is when it's two out of three or three out of five. That's when I think the upsets can happen over a shorter series. So, so what the Braves need to do is they need to hope that the lower seeds can take care of the Dodgers before the Braves have to get to them. Before and it gets there. When I, yeah, when I look at the American League, I think it's the same thing. Obviously, in October, there are some times where a team or a pitcher or two just gets so hot that nobody can beat them or the lineup gets so cold that they can't beat anybody. So it's obviously not a fait accompli that the Dodgers win the World Series. But in a season where there has not been a lot of normalcy, the Dodgers have been as close to normal as any other team. I am rooting for mayhem, by the way. I'm rooting for mayhem. I want to see some. I want to see something wild happen in that two out of three. I, I can't yeah. wait to watch those games. That's going to be. I will make a guarantee now. There is no chance that the top four seeds from the American League and National League all get out of the two out of three rounds. Okay. Zero do, chance. Do you believe baseball will? keep this format well that's going to be part of a bigger negotiation uh, but They're that's not look- but that's but that's after 2021 right correct so i don't know that they will have it again next season unless that they they, they need to cut another deal with the union for a one-off one-year deal i actually don't mind the expanded playoffs at all 
I always, when I was with the Marlins for all those years, I wish that we had had expanded playoffs. I love the extra wild card. I'd like to see expanded uh, playoffs with single elimination games versus the two out of three. Okay. Because right now, there is literally no incentive to win your division or to be a top seed and because everyone's got to play that two out of three round. I'd like it better if the division winners or the top two division winners got a buy in the first round. I think that that is, would be – you need to incentivize that because, again, right now, if you're in the end of the season and you're the White Sox, the Indians, and the Twins – There's nothing to be gained. Yeah. There's enough, literally nothing to be gained – so you're not going to do your best pitchers that last weekend. And the last weekend of a season is supposed to be filled with excitement and endless possibilities, and I just don't know we'll have that this year. Check out David Sampson's work, the Nothing Personal podcast. Always candid, always interesting, and he shaved. And uh, the CBS Sports HQ, you can find them all. Thanks, David. I appreciate your patience, buddy. Absolutely. Have a great day. Be safe. Thank you. That's great. Good to have David Sampson join us here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. We begin uh, the next hour of the show, and uh, appreciate it. Uh, I, I want to start out with a couple things. One is that I'm going to tell you right now is that there is a I, – I, I'm looking at this whole matchup that's been built up today about Drew Brees versus Tom Brady. And I guess it's because I've worked with a quarterback for a long time in Atlanta and Buck Ballou that he's taught me over the years that when they're, when they're talking about a great quarterback matchup, he said, John, you realize they're never going to be on the field together at the same time. So it's really not him versus him. And people tend to talk about it too often. It's about quarterback versus quarterback. I'm going to tell you this. If we're talking about Breeze and Brady and either the New Orleans Saints or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to the Super Bowl, and by the way, I've already told you I have neither team going. And I don't even have Tampa Bay in the postseason. Now that could end up looking real stupid. That could be that could be that could be one that looks like a bad bad miss on my part. Even with an expanded playoffs, and I'm counting Tom Brady and the uh, Buccaneers out. But I am. But if I'm if if January comes around and we're watching Breeze and Brady in the postseason, I'm here to tell you I think it's going to be much much more about the other players on the Saints roster, the other players on Tampa Bay's roster. It's going to be much more about the uh, coaching of Sean Payton and, and Bruce Arians. We're going to be talking much more about what they did than what Breeze and Brady did. I'm of the belief that both of the guys are declining. I think with Drew Brees, there's not even an argument. There has been a steep decline in Drew Brees' play. His ability to get the ball downfield has hurt his team in the postseason, I think, the last three years. I think that that's been something in the last three seasons. And those horrifying losses that they've suffered. Drew Brees' declining arm strength and everything, I think, has hurt them. And he's still a fantastic quarterback. And Tom Brady at 43, yes, Everybody can tell me, uh, you know, he's drinking his protein shakes and he's having his kale and he's he's doing all these things. That's great. That's great. Great. I'm not a believer that that's going to last forever. I do believe that there's going to come a time where that that's going to catch up to you. And my belief is it's going to catch up to him this year, too. 
And I also think that Tom Brady's going to take more hits than he's ever taken. That Tampa Bay offensive line does nothing for me. Does not move the needle for me at all. I don't believe that's a strength that is a strength at all. So if it's Breeze and Brady, everybody's going to talk about today. Breeze and Brady. And obviously the Brady story's huge, and he's a spectacular legend of the game and and very well might be the greatest, greatest quarterback who ever played the game. But I'm thrilled to see the New Orleans Saints and Tampa Bay Buccaneers for different reasons. Is that, is that Saints defense going to be as, as tight as I think it can be? Is the Saints offensive attack going to make up for the fact that they don't have a real, they don't have a deep ball game consistently? I think it's more about everybody else than it is about Breeze and Brady, and I may be the only one who thinks that way. But as you know, that doesn't bother me at all. And you're free to join me at 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. Our toll-free line sponsored by Geico. Did you know right now Geico's offering you an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies on top of what they can already save you? So what are you waiting for? Get in line right now. Visit Geico.com to learn more today. I think you'll be happy that you did. Save yourself a little cash. We always like it when that happens. Um, we've been, uh, the, the phone lines have been open for you at 855-212-4CBS also, uh, from if we have anybody else who wants to get in on the lines, we'll get those, uh, get you and get your calls lit up and everything. Uh, Anthony, by the way, you really did a great job. You did a great job as the, uh, as the technical difficulties happen. I'm glad that I have a guy in charge like Anthony Pierno. Now, I don't know if Anthony tore somebody's head off behind the scenes. That very well could have happened. He gets a little feisty from time to time. That might have happened, too. But if you want to get in with us, you can there. Uh, I also want to say this. Don't let the narrative fool you. And don't let sports media members label you. Because, again, I saw sports media the other night trying to say, why would people boo unity? Why are people booing unity? They weren't booing unity, you simpletons. They weren't booing unity. They were booing what we talked about last hour. They're talking about the fact is they're not there for being told, here's our position on social justice. Here's our position on who you should vote for. Here's our voting initiative. Here's our, they're not there for that. And what a lot of times multimillionaires can't relate to is the working class person That is a sports fan. And I grew up in a working middle class family. And through a lot of hard work and a lot of sacrifice and everything like that, uh, my daughter has not grown up in a working middle class family. Her upbringing has been different than mine. Much different, much different than mine. And I, I don't believe the average guy on the street is turning into the football game to hear about whatever initiatives or whatever activism the players are about. I'm sorry. But here's what I won't allow, and I'll, I'll, I'll speak very soundly on it. Don't allow yourself to be labeled by it. Oh, they're not for unity. That's a bunch of crap. And the people that say it know it when they say it. That's not what it's about. 
What it's about is when I go to the theater to see a movie, I don't agree with a lot of politically what actors will say. I don't understand why people are so fascinated by what actors have to say about politics anyway. And by the way, I've got some really good friends that are actors, and I offend them with that take sometimes. But I, I, I'm always fascinated by why people are so, uh, they're, they're worried about what, what, what positions their favorite actor or actress or musician takes on things. I don't go to their concert. I don't go to their movies. I don't go to anything for that. I absolutely love their stuff, love their work. And many of my friends that are actors, we don't agree on stuff politically or whatever. And, I'll, and we may not agree. But I love their work, and they got, got to, some of them I've gotten to know because they enjoyed my work. And that's how we met. But I don't think that's what the average guy on the street cares about and is tuned in for. 855-212-4CBS. Jasper in Knoxville joins us. Jasper, what's going on, brother? Good morning, sir. Good to hear from you, man. What's going on? Uh, I'm a diehard Chicago fan, brother. You've died hard then for quite a while here. Yes, sir, for uh, about 58, 59 years. But you had some good years in there. You've had some good years. Yeah, quite a few. Um, I think I'm looking at a, a Windy City World Series between the Sox and the Cubs. No way in the world. Not your now the Sox. The Sox. Now guess what? The Sox could get there. Cubs can't. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you right now. Write it down. Get a sharpie. Write it down. How about if I told you I don't even know if the Cubs survived the best of three round that you just heard David Sampson talk about? You want to tell me that the White Sox could play in the World Series? I can buy it. You want to tell me about the Cubbies? No. Mm. Cubs are not. Um, I think there are second-place clubs that are – I think uh, San Diego would wipe the floor with the Cubs. Wipe the and floor with them. Who might be that? Well, that's what I'm going to say. Is look, no, the Dodgers, are, the Dodgers are the team to beat. I don't believe the Cubs in a seven-game series yeah. would, beat the, would beat the Braves. I appreciate it, Jasper. I got to get to Mac in Alaska. Mac, you're on the John Kincaid Show. What's up, buddy? Hey, John, how you doing today? Doing all right, Mac. What's going on, man? Yeah, yeah. so I just wanted to call in real quick. With this whole, like, um, cause of unity and the politics that have been um, being uh, injected into sports, you know, I think as sports fans, I think we're being tricked because what I'm seeing is I think that I'm seeing more political fanatics talking about sports than the actual sports fans. And it's like these people are like, I'm going to quit watching because, you know, like, I really like sports. I'm excited for the Lakers and the Clippers and the football, but I'm sure people that don't even watch sports, like, oh, we're going to quit watching sports. But it's they like, they weren't you watching. Are, you're saying they weren't watching to begin with, is what you're saying? Well, yeah. And, you know, we're seeing more political fans talking about sports than the actual sports fans. I think it's so. I, I think I think you're seeing a lot of that. I think you're, you are. I think you're hearing a lot of that stuff where that comes from the world of politics talking about sports. But the thing is, that's the door that sports opened up. That's the door that they've opened up with all this stuff. Like today, I'm going to tell you, there's one, and guess what? There's one, Lift Every Voice is a beautiful song. Beautiful song with a great message. But there's one national anthem. And if we're talking about unity, if this whole thing is about a push for unity, that's going to be something that is going to 
more divide than anything because there's one national anthem. And it doesn't matter if you're white, black, Asian, Hispanic, whatever it is, there's one national anthem. And so there are going to be people that are going to be offended by that. Remember, people, I, I, I tell you all the time, don't worry about who's getting offended. But when you wonder why, and, and Mark Cuban can spin it any way that he wants or try to talk about game times or whatever, there is a, and I love Mark Cuban, and you know, I, you know if you've listened to this show, you know that I'm a big fan of Mark. But you can talk all you want about, ah, there's, there's, there's there are different game times for the NBA. That's the reason for the, the ratings drop. Okay, you can believe that. I don't believe that. I believe that there are people right now that just want sports. And guess what? I'm not a shut up and dribble guy. I want you to have your voice. If you're a player, if you're a common citizen, just a normal person like me, have your voice, use your platform. But guess what? CBS Sports isn't the CBS Sports Radio Network isn't hiring me to tell you who to vote for, tell you what my political slant is or otherwise. I'm on the job. When I'm off the job, I'm free to do anything I want. And I think a lot of people, especially in my industry, have lost sight of that big time. I see more sports guys that seem like they are auditioning to be on Fox News or MSNBC than worried about sports. All right, coming up, I'll take more of your calls at 855-212-4CBS. But I see warning signs on a spectacular talent that would make me shy away from them. I'll tell you who it is next. It's the John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. He really wants to hear from you, even if he doesn't always act like it. Call the John Kincaid Show now at 855-212-4CBS. Little Boston legal gets me smiling every single week. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. Thank you so much for being a part of what we've got going on here. Vinny Iyer on the NFL around uh, 38 minutes past the hour. We'll talk about the slate, the week one slate of Sunday games. I'm so looking forward to it. I said a tear will come from my eye later today. Watching NFL football, gotta love it. All right, I got some warning signs on a player in sports before I get to the calls at 855-212-4CBS. I'm worried about Giannis. Not only the fact that I feel his team has under underperformed, and yes, I realize he's not the... He can have some great stats, but I wonder before if Giannis is an elevator, whether he's somebody that is going to make everybody else better, or is he just a great player? There are great players who don't elevate anybody else. James Harden is one of them. He's a great player. He doesn't elevate anybody else. He's a great player. Great numbers, great stats, but he doesn't elevate anybody else. But with Giannis, now you saw where Giannis is not following anybody from the Bucks. He's not following any of his teammates. Now, it can be a non-story on Instagram. But when Giannis does that, you know that he's making it a story. If any one of his teammates want to get in touch with him, I'm sure they have his cell phone number. 
I'm sure his best buddies on the team have his cell phone number, so they don't need to DM him or anything like that. But Giannis unfollowing his teammates on social media, to me it just seems like you're wanting that to be a story. I'm going to not follow every single person that's on the team that I'm on right now. When you know everybody's watching, you know everybody's paying attention to what you're doing, and somehow you you think that's a great like that's a great idea. I think Giannis likes the drama a little too much, and that would bother me. That would bother me. Just a little thought, something I would uh, in the back of my mind that I'd be like, oh, maybe I don't like that so much. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Pete in Oklahoma joins us. Pete, good morning. You're on the John Kincaid Show. How are you? Hey, John. Good morning. This is refreshing to hear somebody in the media talk this way, uh, give this kind of opinion, because we're not getting it in all the other media. Let me tell I you. Think there's, I, Pete, I think, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of people who are afraid to be balanced and speak the truth. And there are people in the public who are afraid to say anything also. Yes, there are. Uh, Absolutely. Here's the deal. I have lots of friends, big, you know, they, they wager, they do this. They have no interest in pro football this year, absolutely none. Wow. It's because, it's because of this issue of are we going to turn on the TV and be lectured on how to vote and, 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 and racism and this and that. Now, let me say this. There are good people and there are bad people out there. There are racists out there. Of all, of all racist creeds and color, there are racist people. Yeah, there are. Yeah, but, there are. But everybody's not a racist, and everything is not about race. I turned on the Notre Dame game yesterday, and I had, you know, I turned it off real quick because I had a 19-year-old starting to lecture to me. I said, I don't want a 19-year-old lecturing a 66-year-old man on how to live his life. And that's one okay? of the things, Pete. That uh, I mean, and that's and that is a problem. I appreciate your call. Uh, that is a that is a problem with it. Is that's a problem with activism bleeding into sports. And please don't. Um, Again, people love to use the fake narrative of, oh, just shut up and dribble. That's what you want them to do. No, no, not at all. I think everybody should use their personal platform. Every single person should use their personal platform. But you have, you have the, these guys have millions of followers on social media. Anytime they wanted to have a press conference or go on a top-rated show and talk about whatever social issues they want to talk about, they would have a stage, they would have a microphone, and they could do it. People are not tuned in on Sunday afternoon for, you know, to hear political messaging, social justice messaging, or whatever it is. They're just not. And people, I, 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 people are, don't, be, don't allow yourself to be labeled if you don't like it. You can be absolutely supportive of, of the actual cause and not supportive of it bleeding into your sporting event, your movie, your concert, or otherwise. It doesn't have to be either or. You can totally believe in the cause and not want it while you're, while you're sitting down to watch your favorite sports team. NFL saw a little pushback on Sunday night in the ratings, well, on Thursday night in the ratings. We'll find out if they do today. Brian in Kentucky joins us. Brian, good morning. You're on the John Kincaid Show. How are you? Oh, good morning, John. Great. Uh, you know, and I think we could add to it as well. I turned the TV on Thursday night at 7.30, and the, uh, and the pregame show was completely hijacked as well. And my fear is, John, as the uh, season goes on, that teams are going to try to one-up each other 
and and the uh, the pregame stuff is going to get longer. That game started; it was supposed to kick off at eight twenty. Didn't kick off until about eight thirty five because of all of the the politics injection, I'll call it. And uh, I'm I'm really worried that it's just going to get worse as it goes on. So well, I. I can tell you that uh, last week, and I appreciate your call, Brian. Last week, I came on this show and I shared an unpopular opinion where I was so excited. I plan, I love college game day on ESPN. And I always try to get to the gym Saturday morning. I'll go one weekend day, so I'll go Saturday morning because I don't have to go Sunday morning. We'll go to church on Saturday afternoon, go to the gym on Saturday morning, so I don't have to do these things on Sunday. And meet my obligations. So I was so excited to see the first edition of College Game Day. I enjoy the show. I enjoy the people on it. And last weekend, College Game Day was a complete, it was something that I would expect to see on cable news. Very little was about college football. Very little. And I was being told who you need to support, who you need to be voting for, who you need to, what what cause you have to be down with, whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, that's not what college game day is. And it's not what I'm there for. It's not. And it's a great program, and I make time for it every I make time for it every single week. And I'm like, okay, we've waited months for college football and they weren't talking about it. now. Yesterday it was it was a huge college football day. And they were all over it and they did a great job. So they absolutely I think got back to their bread and butter. Tony in Orlando joins us. Tony Orlando. How about that? Tony Orlando. How are you? What's going on? <laughs> Hi, good morning. Um, good show. But uh let me let me just make make my point briefly. Sure. Um I don't know where you what kind of privileges had in your life. Privileges? A white person like me. Tony, hold on the line. Anthony, Anthony, hold Tony on the line till he can get to a better cell. If he's on his cell, tell him to get to a better spot in the house because I want him to have a chance to say what he has to what he has to say. So see if you can get him to hold on there and get to a better place in the house if he's in his house because he's in a very bad cell and it keeps cutting in and out. But I want him to get to I want to get to uh get to hear what he has to say. See if we can try that again. Tell me if tell me when we can go to him if you think he's in a better place because he's cutting in and out there. I'd love to hear what he has to say. All right, Tony, let's try it again. You were in, you were cutting in and out. I was hearing like every third. Hey, I apologize for that. That's all right. No, my, my point is that, you know, let's, let's look at the reality of the situation. We, we went through a national pandemic this year where we didn't know if we were even going to have sports, right? Okay. You're correct. And then on, on top of that, we've had, an incredible amount of social unrest in this country. And I think justifiably um, protests have been enacted. Uh, There were severe injustices done to a specific race of people, a lot of whom play professional sports. We have no problem being in these people's personal lives outside of sports when but but if it has anything to do with with politics or race, then we don't want to know anything. That's about not true. It. That's totally untrue. The, no, completely. it is true. No, no, no. It's complete. Can, no, it is. Tony, no, Tony, 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 no, Tony. I'm going to tell Tony. you why it's no, true. No, Tony, I'm, you're not going to talk over me on my own show. I just let you go on. We're going to have a conversation. That's how this is going to work. You're going to listen to me. I'm going to listen to you, and I listen to you there. So I'm going to talk now. 
And what I'm going to say to you is you're full of garbage because that's not true. I love hearing from a guy. I'll tell you this. I love hearing from a guy like Malcolm Jenkins, for example, who I have seen with my own two eyes that he walks the walk, talks the talk, highly engaged. I think he has some great messaging. I agree with some of it. I disagree with other things that he says. But I think he is a fantastic guy because I believe he's actually active in it. And I believe he means it. But guess what? Okay. When he's playing for the Eagles, mm-hmm. I don't want to. When now he's a saint. So, he, you know, I, I wish him the best. But when he plays on a football game, I don't want to hear it. But well, guess that's what? Your in choice his, if you uh, want to listen to it, though. It's, no, it's, it's not. Your, no, it's, it's not. Not when it's being not shut, when it's being incorporated into the game. It's not, Tony. Then shut no, the it's TV not. off. If no, because I want to watch it, the game, Tony. Because well, I'm there to the watch game. a game. Then watch I'm not the, the game with everything that comes with it. No, 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 Tony. Lives, that's not these, it. These people's lives have been Tony. impacted. Tony, by the way, more than you will ever experience. Tony, by the way, privilege. Tell me what. Tell Tony. Tell me about my privilege. What's your privilege? You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about sitting in your apartment and having a cop come break into it and shoot you in the chest eight times. And that happens, Tony. 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 You can take anything you want, but I want to know about my privilege. Tell me about my privilege. Tell me about my. Am I privileged, Tony? Am I privileged? You know nothing. Here's the key, Tony. Thank you for your call. You know nothing about me. You know nothing about my background. You know nothing about how I grew up. You know nothing about me. And you know what? We don't know anything about anybody except the people that we know personally in our lives. You can lecture someone else, Tony. You don't know. You assume that you know. Based on my skin color, you assume that you know. That's a danger we're at right now. People are just going to assume, well, you're white, so I'm going to now lecture you on what you on your upbringing. You have no freaking idea, Tony, about my upbringing or otherwise. And I guarantee a lot of my upbringing and a lot of my life right now, you'd go, oh, I didn't know that about you. Didn't know that. For God's sakes, man, one size fits all by the color of your skin is not the way it works, Tony. It doesn't go that way. Maybe for you it does. It doesn't for me. If football is a religion, consider yourself in the front pew. Back to the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, there's nothing like it. You hear that music, you realize an NFL season is upon us. We've already seen the world champion Chiefs. I don't think there's much need to talk about that when we got Vinny Iyer joining us. I don't think there's a lot of need to get into the Chiefs dismantling the Texans on Thursday night, but... In a short answer, Vinny Iyer from the uh, Sporting News, uh, what you see? What you see out of the Chiefs? Well, I think they lived up to their status as the heavy favorite to repeat. I mean, you look at this offseason; they stayed intact here. Actually, uh, paid Patrick Mahomes, uh, gave Travis Kelsey a raise, took care of Chris Jones, and we saw they looked even more dangerous on offense with Clyde Edwards-Lair in there. Are now balanced, explosive. There's really no 
thing on this team that you don't think is going to come through week after week. You had uh, Tyron Matthew in the secondary play well as well. So I see this team is pretty complete. That's why they're heavy favored. And it's just really going to be hard to stop them all season long, uh, offensively or defensively. I think they're going to be complimentary and very just uh, all around and very uh, complete performance to come out. No sign of a hangover whatsoever. Being a fan of your work, Vinny, I trust that you know much more about the NFL than I do, and I think I'm pretty good at it, but you just know so much more. So I, I made a statement earlier that may be stupid to you. I said if the Saints or the Buccaneers were to make the Super Bowl, I think it's not going to be primarily because of their quarterbacks. Oh, definitely. I, I think that's a fair statement. I mean, when you look at something that I think is being overlooked by a lot of people is that they were the number one run defense in the NFL. That is usually a ticket to big-time success in this league. They also found a pass rusher in Shaquille Barrett. They're going to have to pay him a little bit more this year, but he was a great find for them last year. They have some versatility now in that defense. I think their secondary is improving. There, There's some young guys that they liked in the mix at the end of last season. So you look at that, they upgrade right tackle. They should have a better running game just by having those two tight end sets and Rob Gronkowski helping. So, there's a lot to like about the Bucks that isn't Tom Brady here on this team, and that he has a very good team required. And Tom Brady's no fool. He's going to go to a team that's going to give him a chance to have the best support to compete for a Super Bowl. And the Bucks certainly had that profile, more so than a lot of people would think. Vikings and the Packers today. Packers coming off of that embarrassment in the NFC Championship game, but a 13-3 and team that, to me, all last year, I kept waiting for the bottom to fall out. I didn't think they looked like they were really that good. How do you think they rebound this year from that? And I like the Vikings to go to the Super Bowl, so I may need yeah, my Vi- temperature checked. Yeah, the Vikings are definitely better than a lot of people maybe are giving credit for. I think the Packers got fortunate that they were able to sweep the Vikings in a couple of close games last year. I don't see that happening again. That made them separate in the division. So a lot of breaks happened with the Packers' schedule. Close games went in their favor, but we saw them uh, rather exposed down the stretch. I think the Vikings are a more complete team at this point. I know they lost some defensively, but they had to get younger in the secondary, which they did. They were getting a little long in the tooth and struggling at that spot uh, they're going to have to uh, navigate without Daniil Hunter early but they got Yannick Gakwe to help uh, with that defense up front so when you look at the Vikings they have a good formula running the ball playing defense making a few efficient uh, big plays on offense and uh, I don't see them deviating from that and I think they're better in some ways and I think the Packers are pretty much the same team and didn't really improve from last season. Vinny if I look at it on paper And I will tell you right off the bat, I'm an Eagles fan, so I'll tell you right off the bat that that's where I'm coming from. When I look at it on paper, the Dallas Cowboys, to me, appear to be a more complete team than the Eagles. But what I've seen over the years is that, especially since Doug Peterson's come aboard, is that, yeah, Dallas can beat the Eagles except when it counts. And I I wonder how these two teams match up in in the NFC East and whether you think either one of those teams is a true factor for the Super Bowl. I think they're in the mix. I mean, they're extremely talented, and you have uh, offenses that could put up a lot of points easily this season, can do a lot of things, make big plays in the passing game, can run the ball. Unfortunately for the Eagles, right out of the gate, Miles Sanders, all the hype, he's not going to be able to even make the trip to Washington. So that's a big blow right away to try to figure things out. So if you kind of mashed up 
the Cowboys running game and linebackers with uh, some of the things that the Eagles have and the Cowboys receivers, I think you would have one really dominant team between the two of them. But it seems (laughs) like they have different strengths and weaknesses on these teams. The Cowboys can throw the ball to a lot of wide receiver depth while the Eagles don't have it. The Cowboys have that reliable running game with uh, Elliott established there while uh, Sanders is still trying to get healthy to be available. So when you look at the Cowboys, uh, they're a little softer in the back end while the Eagles got better with Darius Slay. So there are a lot of things you like about both teams. I think health is going to be rather key. The Cowboys have seemed to have a cleaner bill of health. The Eagles are already coming out of the gate with some injury issues. So, yeah, both these teams have a lot of potential, but things have to come together. And it, it's just hard to read because I think they have a nice high floor, but the potential, the ceiling could be limited for both for various factors. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you think as far as the NFC West, because obviously San Francisco burst onto the scene last year. They were amazing. I mean, they had, they had an amazing year. Do you see any potential drop off there? And if it was going to be a, if there was going to be a drop off, why would it be? Well, I think the biggest reason for the drop-off of, is where they play. I mean, the NFC West is pretty loaded right now. I mean, the Rams just went to the Super Bowl two years ago, and they couldn't make the playoffs. And then you have Seattle's pretty strong. Arizona's supposed to be a lot better here with their defense and Kyler Murray in year two. So it should be very interesting to see what you get out of this division. So it could be really tight. It'll be harder to just dominate this division. They had some breaks and some close games in this division. So I think you could take 10 wins to be the NFC West champion, and I think it's in within reach of all four of these teams. That's awesome. The uh, the Watching Cam Newton today as a member of the New England Patriots, to me, is one of the most fascinating things that I think any one of us is going to get to do today. How quickly do you think that him and the Patriots will be on the same page? Well, I think that's going to be the biggest wild card of this uh, weekend. I mean, Tom Brady, I think you kind of know what you're going to expect. But there are a lot of moving parts in the Patriots' offense. Who's going to run the ball most to help them with some of the injuries they've had? There, are they going to give James White more of an opportunity to be a complete back early? How are the wide receivers going to shape up after you and Edelman or the young tight ends going to step up? So, so many things around the quarterback that they have to concern with. So, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what you get out of Cam Newton because I think it's the biggest mystery. Uh, Cam was already a mystery with the up-and-down nature of his career, the high potential, but the injuries, and uh, how he fits in an offense. But it's the Patriots, so they have held everything close to the vest here in not really exposing what you'll see from Cam Newton. They probably enjoyed that they didn't have a preseason, so they didn't even have to show the world what Cam Newton might do in their offense. So uh, it's going to be interesting right away against Miami. Is Miami going to be ready for the new style of uh, Patriots quarterback? And we'll see. Vinny, I know you've already let it be known in print, but tell the people, uh, who do you expect if you were to pick Super Bowl 55? Who would well, I'm going with game? the Chiefs. I just have to go in sure. that direction here. I mean, I probably see about 100 publications. You'd probably see that result about 90 times, <laughs> the Chiefs uh, being written down. The opponent is interesting. I see a lot of Saints. I'm not quite buying it. I like Vikings as well. There's just so many different NFC teams, but I'm going with the Seahawks. I think I like their upgrades in the secondary, getting Jamal Adams in there, Russell Wilson, ready to lead another team here to the Super Bowl. So Chiefs over Seahawks, I'll take that. Uh, That's going to be a pretty good one. Vinny, I always appreciate your time and look forward to talking to you throughout the course of the NFL season.
Thank you, buddy. All right, thanks. Have a good one. Great, great to have Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News. Follow him, read his stuff. He's uh, very, very good. He's really, really good. Uh, Jeff in Dallas joins us. Jeff, Jeff, are you one of those Cowboy fans? Hell no, sir. I am a Detroit Lions fan. I, was trying to figure, <laughs> I am. I, you know, I was calling to give you a new nickname. What's John that? Big Stones Kincaid, because that <laughs> that call before the break, you echoed what millions have been saying, and I don't want you to comment on it, or you know, because you said what you said. And I don't want it to get you in, you know. Get, get oh no, you're not going to get me in trouble for speaking my mind. I mean, it's not. Okay. It's not at all. It was a mute. It was it was amazing, and I'll be honest. I wish that they would have you syndicated, because yeah, I can go on radio dot com and get it, but I have to listen to these jabronis down here in Dallas. And a uh, couple points: one, you're wrong on Minnesota. Detroit's going to win the North. They're going to come out of the thing and shock anybody. And okay. your neighbor, it's because of your neighbor, yes, Mr. Uh, John Matthew Stafford. He is who, a fantastic guy. Shot, yeah. Before he got shut down, was leading the NFL with quarterbacks, and we've upgraded the off. You know, just don't sleep on my Lions. But I'm going to tell you about Dallas. As an Eagle fan, don't worry about Dallas being more, uh, uh, maybe look better on paper. I they think they're a more complete team. team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they got problems on their offensive line, which used to be their their strong point. Zeke's getting some more, you know, miles on the tires. He'll, he'll be dominant for another year or two. They have three good receivers, but in the secondary, their strength is the receiving core, and that right. plays into your defensive strength. Yeah, well, we'll you see. Know? We'll see what happens. I appreciate your call. You know, my nickname used to be Stones. In the business world, Scott Bennett, one of my old bosses, nicknamed me Stones. So uh, I appreciate that. That's That's good. That'll work. That'll work for me. I just wish people didn't judge each other on, okay, well, I know what he's about because he's white. I know what he's about because he's black. I know what he's about because he's Hispanic. It's amazing how people assume they know about people's upbringings, they know about people's families, they know about people's hearts and what they believe in. It's arrogant. And Tony in Orlando really got some people fired up this morning. It's the first Sunday of the NFL. I've got a few random thoughts on the entire league. And we're going to get going in the last hour, too. Talk about the NBA and more. John Kincaid Show, one hour to go, CBS Sports Radio. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.